0: This is the Adventure Church Podcast. We are so happy you're here. Today, Pastor CJ's message is called Light of the World. Life can sometimes become dark and stormy, but we always have the lighthouse, Jesus, to make things visible and help direct us when we feel lost in the storms of life. Trust that the immovable Jesus will light your way. We hope you enjoy this message.
1: Somebody say amen. How many you know that today, Jesus is our lighthouse. He has not moved. He has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And no matter what circumstances come your way, Jesus is the same I love in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 when Jesus was faced with the temptations of the enemy and many of you know the temptations he was tempted with uh, food man shall not live by bread alone he was tempted with uh, material things he was not moved by that he was tempted tempted by power the enemy kept throwing these things at him I'm not going to surrender I'm not going to give up I'm not doing these things and Jesus is not moved by your circumstances your situations of life he is your lighthouse, He's your hope, He is your reason for living, amen? And if you have your Bibles, it would be on the screen. In John chapter 8, verse 12, I love this verse of Scripture. Jesus is speaking to us, and I'm telling you, whenever Jesus speaks, we should listen. We should always come and say, Lord, what are you saying to me? How can I apply it to my life? God, what are you saying to me? A lot of times when we come to church, we want it to say something to somebody else. Well, they'll God, man, change my husband, change my wife, but no one... Got God speaks, he wants to speak to you because God is an intimate God. If God wanted to speak to the person to the right or the left of you, he will do that. So a lot of times when we come to church, God is speaking to you. And so he says this, when Jesus spoke again to the people, the people are you. How many of you know that Jesus is, says that we are the church? The church is not the building. The, the building is just where the church can gather. But the church is you. Helen, the church is you. And so what God is saying, he says, I come to speak to the people which the people are you, and I want to speak to you so that you hear the instructions or the the steps that you should take in your life. And he says, listen, Jesus again spoke to the people. He said, he said, he's speaking to you now. These are the words of Jesus. If you look it up in your word, it's in red. And any time it's in red, it means that Jesus is speaking. So Jesus is speaking to you right now. And here's what he says. I am the light of the world. How many of you know that we're of the world, but we're not part of the world? We live in the world, but we shouldn't be doing the things of the world. Jesus speaks to the world, to all mankind, that they will do what? Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. How many of you know that Jesus does not prod us to follow him? He doesn't force our arm or twist our arm to follow him. He wants us to follow In other words, in order to follow Jesus, you have to trust him. You have to believe in him so that you notice Jesus isn't behind you pushing you or coasting you or twisting your arm or your you you, to follow you. He's saying, listen, if you believe in me, you're going to follow me. And as you follow me, I'm going to do what? Whoever be- follows me will never walk in darkness. So in other words, what Jesus said, I will take you through the trials of your life if you will follow me. I am the light in the midst of your darkness. I am the light that will bring you through the trials and the struggles that you go through in life. But you have to follow me. And listen, I will keep up with you. and You can keep up with me. I'm not going to run ahead of you so far that you can't. Can't see me, I'm not gonna stop and stop and just be in one place, but I'm gonna keep moving. But it's up to you to keep following me. You know, over this weekend, like we had 36 people at our cabin. And it was so funny because my kids, my grandbabies were all there. And we had 36 people, obviously, you know. But in the daytime, my grandbabies are really courageous. They are so courageous. They got our, our, our field down. They know where the playground equipment is. They know where everything is at, in the daytime. And, then, man, they just act like they own the place. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They just act like, man, we own this bad boy. But at nighttime... It's a total different story because, man, it's so dark out there that they stand on the porch at our our cabin. They stand on the porch, and all they do is they gaze out from the porch like, what's out there? What's out th- and then you know, right now it's the acorns are falling all over the place, you know what I'm talking about? So you have all these sounds of the acorns falling. You think, What's out there? What? so they're freaking out, man. They're just absolutely freaking out. And matter of fact, I was moving the camper, and when I moved the camper, one of those little acorns fell right on my head. Bam! I thought the sky was falling, it almost knocked me out. I kid you not. But it was so funny. They run in the house because they wouldn't go off the porch because it was so dark out there, and they run in the house, say, Papa, papa. We need a flashlight. We can't see out there, Papa, because it's so dark. Papa, can we have a flashlight? I look at him, no kids, but they know where my stash of flashlights are. I have my own stash of flashlights that I keep intentionally away from kids because they wear the batteries out. How many you know what I'm talking about, right, Greg? You think you got a flashlight when you go get it? It's already dead because your kids had it. Amen? You know what I'm talking about? So I hide them upstairs in the drawer in my bedroom. And those kids, they now know because mama or ama told them where they were. So they all ran upstairs, grabbed the flashlight out of my drawer, went outside and now they feel confident. They look like a bunch of fireflies out there, you know? And they're all lined up and they're going like this. Shine and feel like they're little brave people. But all of a sudden, they hear a little crack, they run back to the porch. It's called Ali Ali, I'm free and they run back. But The point is, what is light do it exposes darkness it makes things visible and what Jesus wants you to do is to follow him you see listen how many know we all are going to go through despair we're all going to go through struggles never any one of us here or today are exempt from the struggles that we go through in life we all have struggles whatever it be financial physical family whatever it may be we all have some kind of struggle that we go through in life yes go for it. you got a word already all right man come on I'm not going to let you deny it, hey.
2: It may look like you're surrounded. Clouds of fear and doubt abound. Shackles and snares seem everywhere. But it, it is that I have enveloped and embraced you. Remain in me, my pillar of light. That that casts off with the glory and might. And the vision is a, you know, Old Testament, the pillar of light by night. Um, it, and it's surrounded in, in dark clouds, seemingly surrounded in dark clouds. But the lightning is striking. And the clouds have no power. They can't stop the light.
1: Look at that, isn't that appropriate for what we're talking about now? God spoke to him already. But isn't, isn't that true? But look, at if you have your notes, look at this. Light exposes darkness and makes things visible for you to walk. How I many of you know that's true? That's exactly what happened with my grandbabies. They felt confidence once they could see where they were going. They had the light. How many of you know that we have the light of Christ that goes before you? He said, he mentioned about the fire. Fire by night and what? Cloud by day. That he led his people through the wilderness, fire by night, that gave visibility for them to follow in a cloud by day to Walk them through the storms of life, a life A light makes things cheerier and joyful when you are in it how many know that's true that a light makes things cheerier and joyful when you are in it I'm going to New Mexico coming up here in October and I'm going to have to do a leadership conference and one of the things that I do before I start doing leadership conferences I go in the room and I check out the room before I go in it and what I do Steve I want to make sure there's enough lighting in there I want to make sure the atmosphere is right and so I, I, I rearrange maybe tables of how people are facing each other and what I do is I try Try to make the place cheery and bright and light because when people come into a room, if it's all dark, drabby, whatever, what happens is that, that brings their countenance down or their attitude down and so on. So what I do in leadership things to be able to get more out of people. So if you're a leader, the more you get out of people, make the room cheerier, and then what happens, your creative juices are set up. And so what I do is I go into these rooms, and I'll change it all around. So say, no, I want this light, I want that light, and because I want to get the people to thinking and to get their creative juices going. And so what happens is light brings cheerfulness because what? It helps you out. It cheers you up. Some of you don't like light in the morning when you get up in the morning and the, windows, the sun's shining through the window, and you're like, oh, no. And then, but it's, light brings cheerfulness. And so listen, I love Cheryl and I. Cheryl and I, uh, we had the opportunity to go to Daytona. Daytona Beach, and we went there, and we took a vacation there, and we just had a great time, and we were right across the street from the Daytona uh, Raceway or Speedway, and that's where our hotel was, but five blocks to the south of where we were staying at, they had a lighthouse there, right there on the Atlantic, and so what we did is we went to that lighthouse. It was so cool. We went to the lighthouse, and we crawled, walked up the lighthouse, the steps of the lighthouse, and it was unbelievable, and we walked up it, and it was, man, these, we got to the top, and they had these huge lenses. I mean, huge lenses and then there's huge bulb that had Thousands and millions of looms in this bulb. And what happened was, if you ever notice a lighthouse, a lighthouse is always positioned at the highest peak of that landscaping or that area. And so it was positioned at the highest place of that position there in Daytona. And what happens is that light, when it's a clear day, they say that a lighthouse can shine over 25 to 30 miles. And so what happens is that lighthouse, what does it do? It shines out there in light to bring hope to those that are in storms, right? And so what happened is we took a trip, we left Daytona, and we went all the way down to St. Augustine, and we went to five different lighthouses. And every lighthouse that we went to was always positioned in a different place. It's shown the way uh, maybe it was facing east more, and the light would shine more to the east because that's where the peninsula went out. But every lighthouse had different looms, it had different positions, and it had different uh, uh, meanings for what it was all about, that they would bring the ship into this port or bring the ship into this safe and that's what it represents and we went up those steps and man time to get done I had my stair thing on me and said man I took all these steps already today. I can go take a break Amen and uh, But the p- point of that was is that the lighthouse was positioned in the highest place so that they can be seen by the sailors So Cheryl and I had a great time and go seeing those things Then we went to the fountain of youth and I drank all that water I am mean to tell you they said, man You can say I didn't have to use any oil overlay now. Thank you, Jesus I'm gonna drink all this water Amen And so we got a chance to go to that, but it was a great trip, and we got to see five different lighthouses, and each different lighthouse was different color, different style, different ways, but it was fun. You see, a lighthouse, what does a lighthouse do? It is to help ships navigate through the storms at sea. How many know that? That's so true. Now, get this now. A lighthouse is what? To help navigate you through the storms at sea. What does Jesus do? Jesus is our light to help us navigate through the storms of your life. Isn't that right? That he is there to navigate you through the storms of your life. That when you're going through struggles of life, Jesus said, it's okay. Know that I got it in control. I'm your Abba Father. I'm your Papa Daddy. I got everything under control. You just trust me because I am the light of the world. Whosoever believeth in me and follow after me, what he say, I will give you everlasting life. But the key is when you're going through the storms, you have to keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You ever notice what has happened to this and this? A lighthouse is a fixed point of reference to follow when lost in a storm. You see, what does uh, uh, captains do when they're in a major storm? What do they do? They look for land or they look for a lighthouse or a point of reference. If they see a lighthouse, that's where we got to go. We got to go that direction. Even though we can't see around us and the storms are raging in our lives, I'm going to go towards the light because the light means land. The light means safety. The light means peace. The light means man. We're rescued. And so what does Jesus do when you're going through storms of life? Jesus said he will give you perfect peace whose mind is what? Fixed on Him, So when you're going through storms, man, keep your mind fixed on him because as you fix your mind on him, he's going to give you peace. He's going to draw you into safety like a moth to a flame and he'll help you navigate through the storms of life. But when you look down, you're going to start to frown. But when you look up, you're going to be all directed. You're going to be given the strength, the peace that you need to go through in life. So listen, that's what he does. He helps navigate you. He's the point of reference to your hope, to your peace, to your joy. He is the light of the world that we should follow after. How many know that's true? You see, listen, in Hebrews 13, verse 8, I love this scripture because Jesus says, and Paul is saying here in Hebrews, he's saying these words. Now, watch this Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in other words, Jesus is not moved by your situations. Just like you heard that captain say, and I thought it was kind of cool, he got a little smug face, like, we got the biggest crew of ships, and we got this, and we're going to tell you right now, if you don't move, we're going to blow you up, basically, right? And he had this smug attitude. But Jesus is not moved by your circumstances, situations that you go through in life. He's not moved by that. And you know, one thing that I want to remind you of, everything that you go through in life, Jesus is never shy by what you go through in life. Nothing shocks Jesus. He's never going to be shocked. He's not going to be moved off his position. He's not going to be moved off his stance. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is like the lighthouse that does not move when the storms come. He is there. He's established forever. Jesus is a true light. He never moved by what we see. How many of you know that's true? We get moved by what we see. We see around us, and we th- we see things and go on around us. He's not moved by what we hear or what we go through in life. I don't know about you, but I live right across the street over here, obviously from the fire station. Larry, you guys live real close too, and I'm telling you that fire bell rings any time of the day, morning, noon, and night. Amen. And it just goes off any time of the day, morning, noon, and night. And I'm telling you, I could be sound asleep, and all of a sudden I hear this. Burr, burr, whee! And man, as soon as I hear that, you know what it does? It kind of sends a, a, a spirit of fear or a, tr- a, sh- a shrill over me like, wow, something's going on. And it gives me a sense of fear because I know that the ambulance, the fire department, the police department, I get involved in something, something must have happened. And so it sends a sense of thr- fear over me like, God, what's going on? But Jesus is not moved by what he sees. So no matter what you're going through in life, Jesus is not moved. Why is it that you can be driving down the road, man, you're, man, doing the speed limit, the double nickels, man, you're just being a good driver, a good, man, good patron, you're just being everything, and all of a sudden you get to the stoplight here at the corner, and man, right alongside you pulls a police officer, and what's our first reaction? We get all scared fear amen you get afraid they're gonna pull me over you check your nose you look in the mirror make sure you got your your seatbelt belt on all these things you do the checkup from the neck up amen and why because there's that spirit of fear because of the authority that the officer has and isn't that exactly what the enemy likes to do he likes to th- man throw out all these things he wants to bombard you with all kinds of accusations false things about you to get you fear and Jesus is not moved by circumstances what he sees what what he hears, or even what you're going through in life. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is your ultimate lighthouse that we can fix our eyes on, and as we do, he's the author and the perfecter of your faith, and he will give you perfect peace whose mind who's fixed on him. You see, I love what James says. James 1, verse 17. He says these words, and I love this because it's so cool because God loves to give gifts. He said, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. In other words, God doesn't give things in darkness. You know when the enemy gives? He gives things in darkness when you're going through discouragement. He gives things to you in darkness when you're going through depression. He gives things to darkness when you're going through hopelessness, in despair in your life. That's when the enemy loves to give things in darkness. But when God gives you things, God exposes everything. He doesn't trick you, he doesn't course you, he doesn't force you, he doesn't give things in darkness, he gives things in light because he wants you to openly, honestly accept what he has for you you know that the enemy always gives his best first people always say well pastor I try so hard and I try not to resist I try to resist temptation I try to go through these things pastor I really try to try 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 but man I seem to have a fall and I I fail and I I, mean I have a relapse and I do go these things listen here's why it happens the enemy get this in your heart the enemy always gives his best first he gives his best first, so he'll come out with the best-looking package. He'll come out with the prettiest bows. He'll come out with all these things like a kid on the Christmas tree that, man, I want that package because it's the biggest, it's the prettiest, it's the best. And so when we open it up, there's nothing inside it but a small little marble. But it looked great on the outside, right? And so the enemy will always give his best first. That's his trap. So always remember, listen, is that really beneficial for me? Even though it looks good doesn't mean it benefits me. You see, but Jesus, Jesus is the opposite. Here's the great thing about God. Jesus says he gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. So in other words, when you start walking in God and you get excited about the Lord, that's just the beginning. It's not the end. You see, with the devil, it's the beginning and the end. But with the Lord, it's the beginning to no end. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. And he said that he's perfecting us. He who began a good work in us will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus our Lord. So God, if he's done a work in you from day one, he's going to carry it out until he comes and takes you home. And in that process, you're going to get sweeter and sweeter as the days go by because that's what the God you serve. Somebody say amen. Isn't that right? So when God gives you, it's not your best right away, Helen. It's just the beginning. And I don't know about you. I remember the day when I gave my life to the Lord. I'll never forget that day. It transformed my life. It transformed me. Man, I had Holy Ghost goosebumps, man. I was delivered from the alcoholism, excuse me, drug, not alcohol. But I was delivered from the drug situation in my life. Man, I was transformed. And you know what? What happened was God got sweeter and sweeter, and three months later, finally I was delivered from the alcohol. But it was got sweeter and sweeter. I was delivered. I was set free because God, he didn't give up on me yesterday. He didn't give up on me the day before. He got sweeter and sweeter, and he'll keep going with you. God loves to give, and he gives freely and abundantly of those things. You see, listen, Jesus is never controlled and never changes according to your battles, He never changes according to your battles. How many know he's the same yesterday? You see, we change in our battles. We can either fight our battles or we can give up on our battles. But God never changes in his battles or in your struggles. What are your struggles today? Didn't God say he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And you know what God is? He's a loving, caring, forgiving God. He loves you, cares for you, forgives you, accepts you, provides for you, protects you. Look at all the benefits that we have in God. And if he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, he can do it again. How many of you have ever said this before? I quit. I give up. I throw in the towel. Come on. Man, you got your right God earned today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. (laughs) But how many, we we really have. How many ever said this before? I'm doomed. I'm never going to make it. I'm going under. Guess what? You're here today. You're here today. God didn't give up on you, so don't you give up on God. He is the ultimate light. He said, listen, he's not controlled, but he won't according to your battles or your struggles. He is always the same. People always say, to me, Pastor, what are some keys to being successful in life? And I want you to write these down. And they're on your notes, excuse me. I want you to follow along with me. If you want to be successful in your life and you want to make it through the storms of life, number one, you have to have endurance endurance. Don't quit by what you see or hear. Stick in there. Don't quit. You have to have endurance. Endurance means, listen, God, I, I'm, I'm not running so fast right now, but, hey, I'm going to build my endurance up. You know, a marathon runner, don't set out to run a marathon the very first day. Man, I went running the other day, and I had to go running from the state fair, and I had to go get the, tr- the car. And we parked bike I think it was two miles, maybe a little more than two miles away from the state fairgrounds. And it was pouring out this last time we went. A, c- a couple weeks ago. And we went, and it was pouring out. So, being a good grandma, grandpa and being a good papa and being a good husband. I said, you kids just stay here under the shelter, right, and I'll go get the car. So I took off to go get the car about two miles away. And I like to think that I'm Steve. Like, Steve, he's this guy, is Iron Man. No kidding, he's Iron Man right here. You should put the costume on, amen, Iron Man. This guy is in shape to, man, he'll put anybody to shame, especially me. And I I, I went out to, to go get the car. So I get off underneath this tent that we were under, and I take off running. And I got out of the, the gate of the fair there, and I ran about three, mile, uh, three blocks. And I felt like... Man, I'm going to huff and puff and blow your house down. I mean, I was, and I thought to myself, man, I am a wimp. I'm a pansy-wamsy. I was so out of shape, and here I thought I was in shape until I started running three blocks. I'm ready to give up. But then I got my courage up again, and I ran six blocks. Hallelujah. So I ran the first three blocks, Now I ran six blocks. So I was getting soaked, and I thought, man, I am determined. I'm going to run the rest of the way. So I ran, and I got to the van and got to get in there. And I kid you not, I was so exhausted that I almost felt like I was spitting up blood. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, that's how, that's how I was going. But endurance means even though when there's pain, you endure. You see, what does it say in James chapter 1, verse 3? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you go through trials of many kind, knowing that what? When you persevere, And you persevere, it brings character. Character, what? Helps you to mature. So what happens in in enduring means that you're in process. You're in processing. and, And process means that you're maturing into the things that God wants you to become. How would you know if you had faith, if you never had a struggle or a problem in your life? You see, faith is enduring under the pressures of fire of life. So I'm going to endure. I'm not going to stop this race. I may have a pit stop after three blocks. I may have to stop after six blocks, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to keep running. You see, the keys to success is enduring. Number two is being disciplined. That I'm going to be disciplined. In other words, I'm going to have a stay-in-there attitude. That I'm going to stay in there and stay to the course. I'm going to stay in there and stay to the course. You know what? A lot of times people forfeit the blessings or maybe even a a promotion in your job. You know why? It's because you quit before the breakthrough. You see, discipline means I'm going to stay in there until I get the breakthrough. I'm going to be disciplined until I get this uh, stronghold off of me. I'm going to be disciplined in my life. I'm going to stay to the course. How many of you have ever got off course before, off track before, and you found yourself in a dead end? You found yourself in a situation in life because you weren't disciplined. You didn't stay to the course. You got off course. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And so, if you want success in your life, you have to be disciplined. And number three, determination. Determination. I'm going to hold on because he's holding on. You see, hold on. God, I'm going to hold on. Even though my knuckles are turning white, God, I'm going to hold on. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to quit. You see, it's easy to quit. How many know it's easy to quit? How many know it's easy to go with the flow? It's easy to go with the flow. Everybody's doing it. We all can say that. Hey, she's doing it, he's doing it. Why can't I do it? It must be right. It's easy to go with the flow, but determination means I'm not going to go necessarily with the flow, but I'm going to be determined to hold on in my life. I'm going to be determined not to quit. That's why it says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 8, Be not become weary in well-doing, for at a proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not quit. Be determined that I'm going to see it through to the end. How many of you have ever had your husband or your wife quit on you in the middle of a project? And you got a project done, your husband started, and you're like, honey, when are you going to get it done? Or you're like to your wife, woman, when are you going to get that done? And we go back and forth because you know what? Everybody likes the successes of completion. And it's the same way with God. He who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion. God is working on you every day. You know what? He's determined to perfect you every day. He hasn't given up on you, so don't you give up on God. You have to have that determination as a pit bull. I'm determined. I'm going to hold on because he's holding on to me. You see, I love what it says in 2 Samuel. And if you read that chapter, I want to encourage you for your devotions this week. tonight maybe tomorrow whatever read second samuel chapter 22 you know what second samuel 22 is it's a song that david wrote to the lord if you have your bibles you can look at the heading of that chapter it's david's song to the lord so andy what god what david did these verses of scripture that you read are actually a song that david put into words to the lord and sometimes in our lives, you have to sing a song to God. And look at what David said. I love this. Here's his song. You, Lord, are my lamp. What does he say? You are a lamp unto my feet and a light to my pathway. What does a lamp and light do? It makes visible the steps in which God has for your life. So David, he's singing, you are a lamp unto my feet. I can imagine where he's doing a rap. You are a lamp unto my feet. I got a little bit of soul, amen. I'm a white boy, but hey. Hey, you know what? I kid you not. That's a side note. The other day, yesterday, matter of fact, my wife took out our family photos because my son is doing a sermon and he wanted one of his pictures. So my wife yesterday took out our family photos. And in taking out our family photos, Murray, I'm gonna show you, man. I'm gonna show you. She pulled out my basketball pictures. This white boy could jump. I could tell you that right now. I could get off the ground. That ain't no kidding. I could see they always think I can't, but I could. I could get up. I'm gonna show you. there it is. I could, man. I, I could. I I felt good. I told my wife, you know I'm bad. on You didn't like either. Amen. But, but David, David is singing a song to the Lord. Now, get this. This is so cool. You got to get this in your heart. You, Lord, are my lamp. The Lord turns my darkness into light. Now, think about David putting this into a song. This is better than any country western music. Amen? By the way, if you're listening to Willie Country Music, is that, is that the name of the station here? Willie Country Music. Is that right? We're on the radio station. Adventure Church is on the radio station. I, I, I am on the radio Monday through Friday, so you can listen to me on the radio station at Willie Country, whatever it's called. Uh, I have some more tapings that I'm doing Tuesday, but we're on the radio station, so you can hear my voice. Amen. We're doing a God's, uh, what do we call it, a God's moment for the day. And uh, you you're hear me on there, and so we're doing that. And uh, it's kind of cool. Amen? And uh, guess what we're getting ready to do? Let me tell you a praise report. I'm so excited because I want you to get this in your spirit. Get this in your spirit. You, we're getting ready to go live stream, man. It's so fun. We're going to go live stream, and you're going to start seeing cameras and everything because a lot of people have been requesting, Pastor, can you put the sermon live on the Internet? And uh, so we're, we're going to go to that. So I, I uh, honestly, we talked about this, Deb, about nine months ago. No kidding. About nine months ago, we talked about this. And I just let it go because we're doing a lot of other projects and a lot of other things. So i just let it go. So in prayer, I kid you not, how many of you ever get the wind knocked out of you? Just And you go, <gasps> you come up like that, right? And uh, I was in prayer. And I, I'm not exaggerating by any stretch of the imagination. I was praying. And in my prayer, God spoke to me. And he just Sucker punched me. I'm not kidding you, Kevin. I promise you, God. I came in and told my staff this. I I was just like sucker punched, Michael, from the Lord. The Holy Spirit just hit me, and here's what the Lord said. He said Adventure Church is a diamond in the rough, and I thought, wow, diamond in the rough. No kidding. I was, I was telling you this last night, and uh, he said Adventure Church is a diamond in the rough. And I said, God, what what do you mean it's a diamond? He said, you got to get exposed to. All other communities and, and, and on the internet, and you got to start doing these things. So I thought, okay, live stream. So guess what? I brought it to staff. No kidding, I brought it to staff told the staff. staff told me, well, Pastor, this costs a lot of money. I said, I know, but God told me to do it. And I said, I'm just going to follow through and talk and see what God wants to do. So I left staff. I picked up the phone. No kidding. Picked up the phone. This happened on Tuesday. Picked up the phone. I called the person. and said, hey, uh, hey, uh, how did you go live stream? What did you have to do, Jason, to go live stream? Asking questions to this person about going live stream. They said, well, I, um, what do you want to do? You want to go live? I said, yeah, but we got to buy the equipment. We got to do this. We got to do that. He said, oh, um, what do you got to get? And he said, well, we got to get everything. He said, well, listen, let me call you back in three minutes. He said, I'll call you back. So in three minutes, they obviously called me back. He said, uh, Pastor CJ, we want to sow the first seed. This is what they did. They brought us a $6,500 camera. Now, come on. Is that a God thing? A 60 That's the biggest component. They brought us the camera. we are got to go pick it up. We're going to get this camera, and we're going to possibly do a live stream within the next month. The point is that God says sing a new song. And look what David did. He said, You are light. With your help, I can advance against the troops. With my God, I can scale a wall. As God said, His ways are perfect. The Lord is my the Lord is flawless. He's a shield to all who take refuge in him. I'm here to tell you today if you have your notes, look at if you're in the midst of darkness, write a song of praise to remind you of his light and his hope. Write a song of praise because he lives. Heal See, sometimes when you're in the midst of your storm, you need to write a song of praise to remind your God. You know what song music does? It gets your feet a tapping, it. it. gets your mind off the problems. It starts making you start to sing. And sometimes you have to be like David in 2 Samuel 22, that I'm going to write a song of praise unto my God. I'm going to say my God is with me. And whatever that song may be, When I was younger, we used to write the songs, man, with a guitar deep in the city. People live in the street. You got to be careful of everyone you meet. They're looping, they're shooting, people stabbing and grabbing. Innocent bystanders, the police are grabbing. Isn't it a pity because you live in the city? No big deal how you really feel. You got to survive. Right next door was a little old man. I saw him eating dog food out of a can. He said, I can't afford meat, but I got to eat. I barely can stand on my own two feet. Hey, 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 you don't know none of that neither, amen. But you know what? you got to write a song in the midst of your storm. David said in Psalms 23, he says, Psalms 27, he said, For in the day of trouble, what's this? For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in the dwelling. You know what the dwelling is? It's the church right here, right now. That when adventure church should be a safe place for people to come. It should be a place where the light is shown. It should be a place where the light is shown. It should be a place where God is dwelling and that his light will be forever shown. That when people walk into the sanctuary, no matter how dark it may be, that God's light is here. That his light is here. That when people walk into this place, they know and sense and feel that something is different in this place. That there's something here. That there's light in the darkness. And that light in the darkness is Jesus. He says this. He will hide me in the shelter of the sacred tent, the tent which is here, and set me on high upon a rock. Upon this rock I'll build my church. You are the church. Then his he head, he will head uh, would be exalted. His head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At the sacred tent, the the church, the place we are dwelling in right now, I will sacrifice with you shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. You see, what is this church all about? This church should be a church. A safe place. A place where the light of Jesus shines 24-7. I need you to do with me a countdown. I want you to count down with me on the three. Ready? Three, two, one. Well, he put it up there too good. From now on, that cross will be lit in this sanctuary 24-7. Every day, seven days a week, every year, no matter where we move, where we go, that cross will be the place where people can be drawn to. So when you come into this place and the lights are off, there will be a cross that will be burning that represents the hope and the light of Christ. You see, listen, as a lighthouse is a point of refuge to follow, so is the cross a point of reference for for the lost here at Adventure Church. We as a church must never put out the light but make it known to all mankind. The cross will burn 24-7 every day, every month, and every year. If Jesus is truly the light, then our church must always let our our light shine a bright. How many know that's true? That we always have our mission. Our mission to shine as light. You see, what the results of the light? and Somebody want to go to the keyboard. It's our, our mission must be this. The results of the light, number one, bring hope to the hopeless. That's what we always have to be. That we have to bring hope to the hopeless. Number two, helps keep us on our way through the life with christ that's what the light is all about that's what we have to do here at adventure church we have to be the light let others know we stand for the true light john 14 6 i'm the way the truth and the light number four that we share the light with others around us that we get off our blessed assurance that jesus is not just all yours it's for the whole world that we at adventure church let the light of christ shine and that we, Deb, take it to the lost and dying world, that we don't just sit back and absorb it and just take it in, but we are a church that's concerned for the harvest because we need to be harvesters, and God needs to challenge you and raise you up and say, let me be a harvester because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Can you be counted as a worker? Can you be counted as a harvester? Can you be counted as one who's reaping in the the harvest because they're going to soon and very soon be lost? And Jesus, I can Come in the twinkling of an eye, but the reason why Jesus doesn't come right now is because he wants you to be busy bees for him. Amen. Listen, Psalms 119, 105 as we close. It says, This, your word is a lamp for my feet, a light for my path. That's what David says. Today, I want to encourage you as a church let's let our light shine, let's let Jesus be known. Let's be a church that people can come and experience hope, forgiveness, and acceptance and love. You see, it was love that brought me to this place in my life. It's love that's going to brought you to this place. And it's love that's going to bring others to this place. Will you stand with me this morning? I want to get you home for your game. Amen. We had, we had a couple guys in here this first service that normally come the second, and they had their purple on amen and uh i was nice praise the lord (laughs) Uh, yeah 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 yeah, pittsburgh fan you know what when i when i see you i have three three motives it's a challenge you encourage you inspire you today it's a challenge and that challenge is to inspire you to become reapers that we need to touch one for jesus The Bible says that Daniel won many souls to the Lord, and because of that, he shined like the stars forevermore. Ooh, almost caught myself, amen? And he shined like the stars. I challenge to you, win one for Jesus. Reach out and touch someone today. Maybe you know a family member, a loved one, a friend, an aunt, an uncle, maybe even mom and dad, that you need to share Jesus with. That's what God wants us to be. Don't sit back on your blessed assurances and take it all in. Let's be a church that's active for God. Father, this morning, let adventure church. Always let the light shine. Lord, as we represent this cross, the cross with the lights behind it, that we will burn bright for you. That we are not ashamed of the gospel and the resurrection of Christ and the living Savior that we serve. But we are a church that loves you, honors you, and serves you. To obey is better than to sacrifice. So, Father, let us obey you, and out of our obedience in God, then we will sacrifice. So I pray that, God, that the people here today will hear the challenge, be inspired to tell others about you, be a hope, a light, a hope in the midst of darkness, that, God, you will encourage, encourage those here today. Bless them, Father, we thank you that greater is he that's in us than he is in the world. Go with us today, and may the best team win in Jesus name. Amen. Give the Lord praise. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Adventure Church. Well, it's finally here, the Adventure Church app. We invite you to download it by searching either Apple App Store or Google Play, or simply text AC Siren App, all one word, to 77977 to get a direct link. You can also check out our website www.adventurechurchsiren.com.